I'm Lynn Wolf, and welcome to this edition of our Rural Lifestyle Dealer podcast series. This program features Richard Fordyce, Chair of Osborne Bar's Ag Advisory Council. Osborne Bar is a leading marketing communications agency with a 30-year history of serving the ag and rural industry. Richard consulted on the agency's recent generational shift study titled Farmers of Tomorrow, Generation Z's Future in Agriculture. This is the first comprehensive study to better understand how the next generation views farming and ranching. This podcast is brought to you by Yanma. I encourage you to subscribe to our series, which is currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. You will then receive an alert about upcoming episodes when they are released. Thank you to Yanmar for bringing us this podcast. Don't settle for less when you can have more. For example, Yanmar makes its, all its compact tractors major drivetrain components, the Yanmar engine, transmission, and axles all in-house. Because they're made to work perfectly together, you and your customers get a hardworking machine with more usable horsepower, less power loss, and a smoother, more comfortable ride. Yanmar's tractors are designed to work as hard as you do for a lifetime. Strengthen your dealership today with Yanmar. Email them at agmarketing at yanmar.com or call 770-877-9894. Each new generation of customers brings about changing attitudes. And understanding the newest generation of customers, called Generation Z, those who are 18 to 22 years old, means you are tapped into what they value most. Richard Fordyce, Chair of Osborne Bar's Ag Advisory Council, former Director of the Missouri Department of Agriculture, and a farmer, shares the findings that you can use to earn their business. Well, thanks for talking with us, Richard. And before we dive into the topic of generations, I wanted to just get a a brief background about your um, experience with agriculture and and your background with uh, Missouri agriculture. Certainly, uh, Lynn. I really probably for the last 25 or 30 years, I've been involved in in one form or another in agricultural advocacy, uh, worked, served on several boards, 11 years on the United Soybean Board, which is the National Soybean Checkoff. And spent a number of years on the executive council of, of the United Soybean Board. I've got a strong passion for, for soil conservation and soil health, water quality improvements. Spent uh, about nine years on Missouri's Soil and Water Commission, over five years of that as the chairman of the commission, uh, and, and just continue to stay involved. We, uh, we operate a corn, soybean, and beef cattle farm in northwest Missouri, and have I've been farming for over 30 years, and uh, so trying that, ba- that balancing between, you know, being active and involved in organizations and, and issues related to agriculture and still trying to run a farm full time, you know, sometimes can be a challenge. In 2013, I was appointed uh, as the director of the Missouri Department of Agriculture. And, and my days of being a full time farmer stopped the day I started that job. That was a that was a big job and took a lot of time. And and so I've just been involved in agriculture. When I left the department, um, Thorn Bar had been thinking about putting together an ag advisory council to really take a, a you know a deep dive into agricultural issues. And and so we spent most of the late winter, early spring, assembling that that ag advisory council. They asked me to chair that. And and one of the things that well the main thing that the ag advisory council 
were charged with doing was taking a look at an issue in agriculture and really doing the research necessary to get a better understanding of what that was. And then over a period of time, uh, through several discussions and maybe re-questioning and, and, and additional research, coming up with solutions or statements about that issue. And the one thing that, that we decided to do from the very beginning was to take an issue, one issue at a time, not get bogged down by several things and to take one issue, really get a, really get a deep understanding of that and, and then um, uh, start to make public comments about it. So when the Ag Advisory Council came together uh, last summer, we, we had a number of issues that we kind of threw on the table and, and the one that we landed at, the one that we decided would be the very first, the very first issue for the Ag Advisory Council was uh, gaining a better understanding of Generation Z and their perceptions about agriculture their perceptions about agriculture currently, how do they see the future of agriculture, and really what, how do they view their role in the industry moving forward? And so that was the first, uh, that was the first topic that we tackled, and we got some polling results back. We initially did a poll, and we polled uh, young people from the ages of 18 to 22. It was a national study, and um, so these students, uh, young people that were polled as part of the survey, Again, like I said, are 18 to 22. They probably are enrolled in a university, a trade school, in agriculture, or they're currently in the industry now, whether that be production agriculture or some supporting industry of agriculture. So these, all of the, all of the respondents to the survey are ag kids. That kind of gives you some background on how the survey was done. Good. Yeah, it was very interesting, the results. And, and one of the findings related to farm succession, and this is a topic that we look at as well in the, in the dealership world as our dealers look to the next generation. I'm sure there will be some crossover in attitudes just because of the generations um, being the same. And um, can you talk about some of the findings related to what you found about farm succession? I can speak specifically to Missouri and the average age of a farmer in Missouri is 58 years old. And, you know, that number has continued to go up. And I think this was not really any, any content of the survey, but I mean, there's a number of reasons for that you know, why that number, why that age is, is going up. But so we asked specific questions in the survey about, you know, what, what is your intention um, after graduation or, are, and, and, and again, some of these, some of these young people could, could currently be engaged in agriculture um, right now, but what is your desire? Um, what would be your commitment to return to production agriculture? Whether that's ranching, farming, um, whatever the whatever the part of the segment is that they're involved in, and 54% of the respondents said that they had a desire to return to the farm or the ranch. You know, I think you know we've we've talked to some folks about that result, and some folks are a little alarmed by that. Um, I'm not sure that I am necessarily. I think 54% of of that generation that have a desire to return to the farm, I think that's pretty significant. So you ask, you know, you continue to ask questions kind of around that theme, and and most of the respondents that did not did not select a desire to go back listed sporadic income as as one of the main reasons, um, and and so the others that were not uh, did not you know indicate that they had a desire to return to the farm. We asked a follow up question, and and that was, do you? desire to continue in the industry. And almost all of those said yes, uh, that they would contribute to agriculture in some other way, whether that be, you know, communications, finance, policy, engineering, data science, whatever, whatever the area would be. And, and so I think that's encouraging. So if we're polling exclusively agriculture-based 
students and young people, the fact that almost 100% of them want to be involved in some field in agriculture to support the industry in general, I think is, is a positive. So we had, uh, we, so we had the respondents of, of Generation Z. On this question, we actually did some um, additional polling on uh, late baby boomers, Generation X, Generation Y. So these would be probably, these would be mom and dad uh, of these, of Generation Z. Ask them what their perception was uh, as far as, you know, their, their young person returning to the farm. And they indicate 71% of them are coming back. So I think that's interesting because there is a gap there. The perception of mom and dad and the, their Generation Z are coming back to the farm or ranch is, is higher than, than actually the generation itself. Yeah, definitely interesting findings. And I think specifically the one about 100%, because our dealers list a top concern as finding employees. So the idea that a lot of these uh, farm kids are still wanting to, to find a way to stay within the industry is is encouraging. It's just a matter of our dealers reaching out to them and, and presenting a, a good career opportunity for them, I think. Yeah, no, I think so. Um, you know, my almost four years at the Department of Agriculture uh, in Missouri, you know, we concentrated, uh, really spent a lot of time working with young people. And, you know, I would say that primarily the young people that we, that we worked with and were a part of a lot of different activities with them, you know, those were ag kids, but we also reached out to, to really not traditionally ag, uh, ag backgrounded students and young people. And, and really just had, uh, I think, meaning, meaningful conversations with them about careers that are available in agriculture. And again, you know, agriculture has become quite technical. There's certainly a need for young people to be trained and, and have an understanding, you know, in that segment. And, you know, that, that, that is, that's going to be some important work that's done. You know, we talk a lot about precision agriculture and prescriptive agriculture. And so, I, you know, I think that that is certainly going to be a big field uh, that's going to generate a lot of interest. And you know, one of the things we talked about in the survey was technology. And so I think that that just that just rolls right into that right into that topic. Oh, definitely. And and we're seeing that in the rural lifestyle side, the um, although we don't have the precision agriculture, we have um, definitely technology related to robotics um, and automotive type of technology um, coming down into the, the mowers and um, compact tractors. So that definitely will be an opportunity, I think, for our, our dealers to reach out to that, um, that Generation Z. One other finding that was interesting just in terms of uh, especially the world today and, and politics is the idea of how the generations view government. And, um, you know, definitely with farmers, there's a, a view related to, um, you know, farming practices and private property and all of that and regulations. And um, our dealers also face, you know, regulations and, and business policy. So can you talk a little bit about the generations and how they view government? You know, it, it, and it really is no surprise. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's, it's no surprise that the older the generation is, the less, the less support they have for government. And, and so this is one of those questions, you know, I, I don't know if I said at the outset, but, but we're going to do some additional polling, um, some additional survey work, uh, some additional research on this question specifically, because we're not sure we have a, a full understanding of why this was answered the way it was. But basically, in a nutshell, Generation Z have a more favorable view of, of government. And, you know, that could be federal, uh, federal agencies, state, um, even local um, to a degree. So basically what they're saying, there is a, there is a higher percentage of Generation Z that, that think that government is doing what people are asking it to do. 
they're they're they are um, they're undertaking the tasks that um, that that citizens expect them to do. And so, um, you know, again, we're not sure we're not exactly sure why that is. You know, it could be that they are younger and haven't had as much interaction with government. And I don't mean that I don't mean that in a negative way at all. I I just I just think that. Um, you know, when you view uh, when you view governmental agencies, and I think you know, I think government actually, you know, I think government's doing a lot better job than it used to do, and a lot more accountability, and and maybe that is maybe that is resonating with with Generation Z, um, and so, but we're going to do some additional work on that and try to get a little better understanding of of that topic. Yeah, it's definitely a, a moving a moving target, I think, based on what's happening. Um, in the world and, and definitely the, uh, the age view. So, and then in terms of a, another topic related to specifically, I think, to our dealers, you looked at the idea of brand loyalty and, and marketing messages. And um, there was also some, some differences there that I think our dealers can really benefit from understanding. Can you talk about that? Yeah, and, and, and I think that was one that was a little surprising as well. Um, you know, you see, uh, and I, this is just a personal observation. It had nothing to do with the survey, but, you know, a lot of our young people, you know, actually my wife and I, we have two generations ears. They're both at the University of Missouri. And, you know, when we visit them, you know, we see their friends and, and you know, so on on campus. And, you know, they're certainly not shy about wearing branded caps or, um, you know, having having decals on their on their trucks uh, supporting a brand. Um, and so, but, but what the survey indicates is that, that Generation Z um, is is less brand loyal than any generations before them. And so, uh, what they look at is value. They look at um, advancements in technology. So, if you know, if Company A uh, has been in the family, whether that's a tractor or a combine or a pickup truck, and that and that's been the brand that's been on the farm or ranch for you know, for several generations, Generation Z may not necessarily go that direction. They're going to they're gonna look at, it, at technological advancements. They're going to look at value and make those purchasing decisions based on that. You know, one of the things I think that was, that was kind of interesting, at least I thought it was interesting, is they, um, they view peers as a great source of, of information and validation for, uh, for purchases. So, you know, they may talk to the neighbor down the road and you know, if the neighbor down the road has got a, you know, has got a different brand tractor than they typically would have on their farm, you know, they want to know, you know, what does it offer? Why is, you know, why do they like it? And, and, you know, they may make, they may make different purchasing decisions based on what their neighbor or what their peers tell them. Um, they also, this generation has been, has not been introduced to technology. They've been immersed in it really since they've been here. And so they use they use some different modes of, of communication, certainly, certainly than I would. Um, you know, so if they're going to research a purchase, they may look at YouTube videos. They want testimonials from farmers. You know, for example, if, if uh, you know, they're looking at a YouTube video and they see a piece of equipment operating in the field or, you know, if it's some sort of livestock equipment and, and, the, and the person that owns it and the person that's operating it is a farmer and they talk to the camera and say, hey, you know, I use this because of this, you know, they're, they, they find value in that as well. So, uh, you know, I think, it's, I think it's very interesting that they are looking, when they, when they look to make a, a purchasing decision or a decision, a management decision in their business, they may be doing, they may do things a little differently than, than some, of the, some of the older generations. So far in this podcast, 
Richard Fordyce has shared findings from the recent survey about generations in agriculture. He says that about 54% of the young ag people surveyed by Osborne Barr wanted to return to the farmer ranch, and all of them wanted to have some career in agriculture. The study also found that Generation Z is less brand loyal and relies heavily on peer recommendations. We'll rejoin the discussion, but I did want to take a moment and again thank our sponsor, Yanmar, for making this program possible. Using ever-advancing technology, Yanmar continuously strives to exceed customer expectations and deliver exceptional lifetime value by integrating its products, services, and knowledge into a superior quality, comprehensive solution. Visit them at yanmartractor.com backslash new dealer inquiry. Let's get back to the podcast to learn more about the changing attitudes of Generation Z. I just did some uh, research on that topic um, through the Word of Mouth Marketing Association and uh, for our annual trend survey. And, I, and they said that across all the segments, uh, 13% of, of purchases are made uh, based on recommendations. Mm-hmm. So that's significant and probably will be increasing. I think it will. From, from what we found initially, um, I think that is, that is the case. Um, you know, if, if, if a peer, someone that's doing the same thing that you're doing, you know, encounters the same issues that you have, they validate a technology or they validate, you know, um, you know a piece of equipment or you know, a process to do things, you know, this generation is probably going to heed that more so than the, than, than generations before. Good. Well, those were some, definitely some topics that stood out to me when I looked at uh, the results from your survey. Is there anything else from the survey that you wanted to share? Anything else that our dealers might benefit from? I mean, I think the whole technology question is interesting and, and it's certainly not surprising. So as we continue to go through, um, you know, digesting and, and understanding the research, it, it was no surprise that they appreciate and use technology at, at the highest level uh, than any other generation. And again, I said it before, but, you know, they weren't introduced to technology. You know, I know, um, you know, I mean, I got my very first cell phone. It was, it was actually hardwired into the, into the truck. And you, it was really nice to be able to make a phone call um, driving down the road. But as soon as you got out of your truck, you know, the phone call had to, had to end. These, folk, these young people have had access to the most advanced technology really since they've been, you know, old enough to use it. And so I think that, again, this is more drawing from the, from the research, I guess, you know, formulating an opinion. But not only are they going to adopt technology at a higher rate, they're going to demand technology. And I think that I think that's going to drive innovation. And um, I think the, I think companies, uh, you know, technology providers that have more innovative products will certainly be more present in this in this market demographic. Absolutely. And and the other thing I think that you can, I think, draw from this is, is, you know, this generation now are, um, you know, they're now at a point of employment. And so they're going to be in some of these companies developing this this innovation and new technologies and and they're going to develop it based on what they know and i'm i'm very excited about that because they're certainly i know they're certainly going to come at it from a user friendly standpoint um you know i i just think about you know i think about my my two generation zers and if they're going to design something develop something that that people of of my age are going to use 
I think they've got a really good understanding that, you know, we can make really good products and we can have really good innovation and it can be really simple to use. And so I'm, I'm just pretty excited from, from that, from that perspective. And I think, you know, if you talk to people that are kind of in that technology space, that they're kind of excited about, you know, this generation now being, you know, um, you know, being on the design side or the service side of, of these newer technologies. So I think that's, I think that's a real positive, frankly. And I think they'll also be bringing it into the workplace too. So um, probably some of the older generations may, may need to be uh, open to that and, and um, see ways that uh, the new technology can be brought into the, their businesses, into their dealerships and, and look to those Generation Zs um, to be the experts on that. Right. And, and you know, it, you know a, a, dealer, a dealership or a, a farm business um, you know, we will continue to be, you know, we talk about sustainability all the time. And to me, the definition of sustainable is that it's economically sustainable. You know, I think we all, whether it's the dealer networks or whether it's farming and ranching businesses, you know, we have, we have had a priority of, of conservation and doing the right thing, you know, as it relates to the environment, as it relates to soil health, water quality, all of those kind of things we're, we're pretty good at. And we've, you know, again, we've adopted new te- we've we've adopted new technologies to do that. But sustainability is is the is the ability, in my my definition, is the ability to stay in business. And so, when you look at using technology and new innovation to make your operation more efficient, um, to make it more economical, you know, it's it's a pretty easy decision to invest in some some new technologies to make that to make that goal a reality. And and I think that certainly uh, innovation development is going to be that's going to be key to this sustainability conversation. Um, you know, not only from what some folks would define sustainability, and that is, you know, that we're we're leaving the planet better than it was when we got it, but also the economic sustainability. And you're not. I mean, if you're out of if you're out of business, you're not sustainable. So. <laughs> Thank you again to Richard Fordyce for sharing findings from Osborne Bar's recent survey related to Generation Z in agriculture. Dealers can build relationships with this new generation of customers by recognizing the value of word-of-mouth recommendations and embracing technology. As Richard commented, they will demand technology at a higher rate that will drive innovation. Again, we'd like to recognize and thank our sponsor, Yanmar, for helping make this Rural Lifestyle Dealer podcast series possible. And please share your feedback on today's program by sending me an email at lwolf at lessetermedia.com or call 316-648-3717. You can also keep up on the latest rural equipment news and trends by registering online for our e-newsletter, And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Stay tuned for additional podcasts from our experts and from dealers. From all of us at Rural Lifestyle Dealer, I'm Lynn Wolf, and thanks for listening.